I graduated with probably 12 or 14 people, and I'm probably one of two people that are making really good money doing what we do. Um, because I, I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And, I, and I'm still, there's days I wake up uncomfortable today. Um, I started working with a guy, Chucky Jacoby. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler, Super Bowl ring. They, he won the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks. And he and I have been doing some work together through the whole NLP stuff. And yeah. It's like, it's, it's funny, we're all meaning making machines and we're all at least telling ourselves a story. Yeah. And, and he, he was very blunt with me. He's like, Dave, if the current story you're telling yourself right now isn't positive, it's a bullshit filter. It's not real. It's, it's the ego trying to protect you, prevent you. And actually it's preventing you from getting exactly what you want. Hi everybody, welcome to Coffee with Robert today. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a wonderful pleasure for me today to have a superb guest, a guy called Dave Goodall, who's a very, very respected business coach. He's not actually been doing business coach, coaching that long. Uh, if I recall correctly, about 18 months or so, I think. Dave, is that right? Uh, almost two years. Yeah. yeah, almost two years, but this guy's really ripping up some trees in the industry. And I know he's got a lot of great stories to share. And I also know that a lot of my audience are coaches and consultants, so you're going to find this little chat between myself and Dave especially valuable, I would imagine anyway. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for both of us. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to Dave to let, let you know a little bit about where he's come from, um, you know, what he's doing right now, especially how he's managed to get where he is as quickly as he has, uh, tell you a little bit about his family, etc., and where he wants to go in the future. So with all of that out of the way, Dave, I'll take a little sip of my coffee and let you roll. Perfect. Thank you, my friend. Where did you get well, started? First off, well, first off, pleasure to be here. Um, I know I met you out on uh, through LinkedIn Connections about three weeks ago. We chatted for about an hour, and I just felt like we had been friends for years, and we really wanted to, to transition the conversation down to the pub, but unfortunately, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, I'm in America, and you're over in, in the UK, so it made that very hard. But Thankfully, technology today allows us to hop on a Zoom call with anyone around the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little bit about me. So I grew up in middle America, back in Ohio. Um, struggled with school. Just I was not an academic. I was the kid that probably would have been put on Ritalin or some sort of a medication because I just couldn't sit still. Naturally curious, always trying to learn, take stuff apart, build it, whatever I could do. Um, ended up getting through high school, and I'll say that getting through, kicked out. <laughs> Um, but I had, I had a knack for, for electronics, and I just I ended up going into electrical engineering, and everybody wondered if I would make it. I ended up getting through an engineering school and uh, just had a knack for just wanting to learn. Um, and I transitioned into the IT industry. I worked for a company called Cisco Systems for almost 11 years. Mm -hmm. um, I think as you and I spoke, I was part of the team that integrated the uh, voice over IP analog to digital conversion chip. Um, so I was part of that. I worked with a lot of high-end clients like Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, and uh, did a lot of their infrastructure for fiber rings and, and big, big data moves. Um, it was about 10 years into my career. My wife was at Cisco as well, and it ended up being like a high school campus. And I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for 10 years. Time for a new challenge. And I walked across the street to a company called NetApp Data Storage, and I helped uh, build up their whole consulting department where we did like the high touch services with our high-end clients where we did a lot of consulting with their change management teams on how to manage the equipment, you know, keep it up to date, best practices for change management. And I was just, I was part of the team that developed all the, the structure behind that, those relationships. And I ended up working with some high-end clients there like Walmarts, 
oil and gas like Chevron, and then I ended up with the chip development team for Apple computers. So Apple, yeah. all of their iPhone chips was all, were all stored on my data equipment, but I also facilitated with that uh, production change management team and best practices. So, so I know I've only been coaching for two years, but for 18 years of my career was in a consulting, like coaching perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been married 20 years. Uh, my wife and I got married in April of 2000. Uh, I did that for cheating purposes. So all I have to figure out is what year is it? That's how long we've been married. <laughs> so in uh, 2004, we had our first daughter, Kennedy. Um, I was gifted with her. Um, she is on the autistic spectrum, high functioning. Um, it wasn't diagnosed till she was nine. So just from a person perspective, and we'll get into some of the mindset here shortly, it's you start to wonder, what am I doing wrong? Um, it was just really a gift in, in regards to building. I guess something like that either separates you and your wife or brings you together. But we put our heads together with natural curiosity. What's going on? How do we, what do we need to do? Um, two years after Kennedy was born, our, our second daughter, Dylan, was born. She's now 13. Kennedy's 15. Um, and we discovered that both my daughters are gifted like me with dyslexia. <laughs> a lot of people don't look at dyslexia as a gift, but it's, it's actually allowed me to understand and see things differently than most of the world, right? I, I visually see, I'm very visual, auditorial, very kinesthetic, I'm not really big academic, I struggle to read, but you know, you give me an audio book, I can usually <laughs> almost yeah. memorize it. It's kind of it's weird how that works. And, um, but yeah, so right around when my daughter uh, was around two or three, you know, I was experiencing a lot of anger, fear, frustration, and I just didn't really know what this was coming from. And seeing all the differences in my daughter, it really got me more curious about the neurosciences. You know, we, we had an, an inkling she was on the autistic spectrum, but, you know, it's, it's different in girls depending on how they win and where they get diagnosed. And we're very blessed that she's high functioning. So most people don't even know. She's just got these little tweaks and twerks and just like social inadequacies just doesn't grasp. But, you know, our daddy-daughter dates, I think I told you this, we go to the reptile convention because she loves the whole genetics behind it, the breeding of just the reptiles. You know, we walk up to a cockroach box and her hands are in before she even asks what's in there. You know, she's just that naturally curious kid. But yeah, so I, I started experimenting, or trying to want to know more about the neurosciences, about the conscious and the unconscious. I think it was a 2009, I was, I was working with someone the other day. My dad, introduced me to the, the secret, the law of attraction, the secret. And after I came out of that movie, I was like, man, there's something there. Because when I was a kid, I was on fire. If I wanted a BMX bike, I put my head to it. I was like, come hell or high water, I'm getting that bike. And I, I found a way. And I just, I had found myself in my 30s, married with a couple of kids, starting to really not find enjoyment in my job, going, what have I done? And, you know, from the neurosciences, I realized I kind of followed the paths of my parents, you know, unconsciously, not knowing. It's like, I always heard from my parents, when you have kids, you, you're broke, you have no money, you have no energy. And I just, I was looking around and after watching that movie, it's like, I have duplicated my parents, you know? And then that, that's when I had a decision. What do I want to do with that? And yeah. um, I ended up going to a program called Landmark Forum, and it really opened my eyes as to you know who I was, who I had become, the stories I had made up, and who I'd really allowed myself to be. And I, I really started on that journey then. And um, I think it was like three, four years ago, through my career, I jumped into a coaching training program, a, a CPC, Certified Professional Coaching Program. And I realized I had a lot more junk to get rid of, a lot of 
BS stories that were causing me to not only judge myself, but judge people around me, judge what it took to make money, judge what it took to make a business. You know, I, it was ironic because, you know, my dad's family was a military family, but they had large businesses, you know, back when my dad was young. So I came from a family that was very successful, but somewhere that generation, there was a gap because we had Vietnam, we had World War II, Korea, my grandfather didn't come back from Korea. So I missed some of that male masculine mentorship from my dad and his dad, because his dad wasn't there and his dad's dad wasn't around. So I missed a grandfather, a great grandfather from a side that was very successful. Um, but I, I don't know if it's in the DNA. I've always had that entrepreneurial mindset. You know, don't tell me I can't do it. I'll show you or figure out how I can. And um, that's just the journey I've been on. So, you know, I think it was three years ago, I was uh, part of a tiger team at NetApp. We uh, solved a solder contamination problem, um, but we ended up being on a high dollar tiger team. So when, when the smoke cleared, we got the pink slips, um, which was actually another gift. You know, it's, we can make the stories we want out of it, right? I, I made the story that, you know what, here's an opportunity. I'm being billed out at X amount of dollars. I bet you I can have an impact on small businesses across the world. And uh, right now I'm working with companies in Wisconsin, California, Colorado. I actually have a gentleman starting an IT services company out of um, Northwest Africa. Um, so it's just, it's interesting. And, and as I'm reading a book, I met another gentleman, David Goldsmith on the web off through LinkedIn last week. And he wrote a book, you're paid, what was it? You're paid to what, you're paid by what you know. And, and I probably made that wrong. But there's an interesting fact he had in his book at the very beginning. He said there's 27,000 American businesses, mm -hmm. right? There's about 8,000 business graduates. And he said, and that's even considering the retired. So, yeah. you know, if, we are, if we're ever having this doubt of can I, am I educated? You know, I've got an engineering degree, but I don't have a business degree. But on the job training, he calls it, I've, you know, 22 years in in consulting, working with departments, working P&Ls, you know, hiring, firing, you know, all that educating, you know, I was like, wow, there's a lot to be on about on the job training. And, yeah. uh, and then what I realized with my dyslexia, the things I can see with my on job training and just natural curiosity, I've just, I've had this fit um, with just coaching, you know, I've got this ability to build rapport, this, you know, sensory acuity. I can read faces really well. I just, I read energy. And um, that's actually part of my coaching. I went to a coaching company called IPEC and they, they specialize in like an energy type coaching. Gotcha. Um, and that was, you know, if you go back to Einstein and uh, now Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, they're, they're doing more and more research in the neurosciences around energy. Yeah. We're nothing more than vibrating molecules. And it's actually a, a vortex molecule. Yeah. And, and what I recognized is it's, um, it's based on our emotions. So it, it's really coming back. I know it's it big back in the 60s and 70s, this emotional mm -hmm. intelligence that was seen as woo-hooey. Um, but now I'm seeing Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies are hiring consultants to come in and talk about whole brain thinking. You know, if you've got a specific emotional intelligence for a CEO, you can't duplicate him for the CFO. You got to find that. What's the whole brain that we're bringing to the, to the executive? There's more science behind it now, isn't there? Oh, there's tons of science. Not so much science behind it then, but but now they have, and you can yeah. see that it's it's not just a, you know, a little bit of an idea that that's a cool idea or a strange idea. It's actually scientifically been proven that this is the case. 
Yeah. It's a feeling universe. You're dead right. We live in a feeling universe, yet most of us want to spend our time trying to use logic to figure our way through life. Yeah. And, the problems start. and I'm one of those guys, I'm continuing, educate, continuing my education. I was out in California last week for four days with Dr. Matt James, who's one of the original guys uh, to grow the NLP conversation. Mm -hmm. So when he was 10 years old is when he met Tony Robbins. And he did the firewalk at 10 and ended up being a master practitioner in NLP. For those of your, your guests that don't know, is neuro-linguistics programming. A lot of people didn't like the programming part, but they had discovered a specific psychiatrist that was having great success back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. But as most of us, you know, it's like if you can play the game, a lot of times you can't coach the game. But if you can't play the game, often you can coach the game. It's, it's kind of weird. So there was like three psychiatrists that followed this one guy that was getting results and started mapping out what he did. And there's all these different methods to get into the unconscious and reprogram it, you know, and it's, and he said, if you were to have, if you were to name it today, it would be called uh, neuro linguistic um, apps because there's different little apps or processes based on where we're getting stuck. Yeah. And that stuck, you know, we're getting 2 million bits of data at our frontal cortex per second. We can only process 126 of those. Yeah. So the rest yeah. has to be on our filters. You know, it's whatever, our unconscious programming. And a lot of those, they're the psychology studies today is those were developed by the age of four. Yeah. You know, whatever mom and dad are doing, they're yelling and screaming in the other room, you're emotionally programming that unconscious, that autopilot, right? Yeah. How many yeah. times a day do you tell yourself, okay, it's time to breathe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to digest food, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I had a lot of people in the beginning, and probably even myself with doubting. It's like, well, I can't see it hear it, taste it, or touch it, it's not real. Mm. But then I started looking at, well, electricity, I can't see it. Mm. I can touch it, it's gonna hurt me, but so I guess I can touch it. But Wi-Fi, we, we use Wi-Fi every day. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really started getting, go ahead. You don't even know, you, you don't have to know how it works either, do you? you just gotta enjoy the fruit, pick the fruit, enjoy it, enjoy the electricity, enjoy the light, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of, I, I, I tend to think in, there's no black and white with me. I, I tend to think in multiple layers with everything. And, yeah. uh, and that's one thing I've had to try and kind of educate myself on and coach myself on. And I've had coaching on as well over the years is to not analyze quite so much and to just yeah. learn to trust the in intuition. Something I picked up years and years ago, which I think I shared with you on um on LinkedIn, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just that to always trust your gut because your gut's not evolved to a place where it confuses everything with logic. And I use that as a kind of, a, a little bit of a guide template for life. Um, you know, whenever you're not quite sure, go with the gut instinct and you'll seldom be wrong. I, I, I'm really fascinated yeah. with something you said earlier on as well, when you were talking about, uh, took a couple of notes here, that you were talking about, you know, growing up with your parents and, and you end up living a life that's not really congruent with who you really are on the inside. I see that so much. And, and, and the way I refer, refer to it is it's really, it's ludicrous when you think about it. You're actually, we all, if we're not careful, if we don't become conscious of it, we end up living somebody else's life in our skin and wonder why we are unhappy. Yeah. It's great, but it takes a whole heck of a lot of courage, discipline, and commitment to educate yourself and be committed enough and disciplined enough to take the required action over a certain amount of time to reprogram yourself, change your life. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. is willing to do it. It's weird how, how many of us are comfortable being uncomfortable.
Yes. And, you know, I've got a bunch of mentors. And when I took that leap of just doing my coaching business myself, I graduated with probably 12 or 14 people. And I'm probably one of two people that are making really good money doing what we do. Um, Because I I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And and I'm still, there's days I wake up uncomfortable today. You know, it's, um, I started working with a guy, Chucky Akobe. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler, Super Bowl ring. He won the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks. And he and I have been doing some work together through the whole NLP stuff. And yeah. he's like, it's, it's funny. We're all meaning-making machines, and we're always telling ourselves a story. Yeah. And, and he, he was very blunt with me. He's like, Dave, if the current story you're telling yourself right now isn't positive, it's a bullshit filter. It's not real. It's, it's the ego trying to protect you, prevent you. And actually, it's preventing you from getting exactly what you want. Yeah. And he, he gave me an example. He said he, he really wanted to play for a Big Ten team, and he ended up playing on the Purdue for Purdue, and it was a it was a last minute recruit. He's a he's a short guy. He's not big, yeah. But he was a center for the Pittsburgh Steelers at six foot two, which is uncommon. Yeah, right. Usually they're like six six, six seven, four hundred pounds. You know, they're the ones snapping the ball. But he yeah. leveraged a lot of NLP, and he said the one one day where it really clicked on him is he was at a, a practice, and the coach started yelling and screaming, and he got all pissed off and ended up getting thrown to the locker room. You know, leave yeah. practice today. And, and the story he changed it to is rather than I'm a POS getting yelled and screamed at is my coach really wants to win. Yeah. Yeah. So all he did is he reframed it as like, man, he is really mad right now. He must really want to win. Yeah. So then I could take that and put that energy into me going, I want to win too. I'll let him yell and scream, listen to what he's saying, but not take it personally from the yelling and screaming. That's just his emotional, his emotion. He's not emotionally intelligent. Yeah. he's communicating the way he thinks he knows how to. And exactly. he's like, I just reframed it for myself. And, you know, exactly. he's like, here I am seven years later with a Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah. And the, and the lesson there for everybody who's listening is, is, is just all watching, hopefully, <laughs> is, uh, is that we are all at source. Nothing external in this physical world of ours has got any meaning whatsoever until we touch some. And that's why you can put two people in a, an identical situation and one person will react that way and another will react that way. It's got nothing to do with the information, the stimulus or anything else. It's how they're wired. It's, it's internal programming. Yeah. I was just writing that on my thesis last night. I was going through my NLP thesis and it was the yeah. same thing. Why is it that we have the same instance for two different people with two different outcomes? Yeah, it, it's based on what their unconscious programming dictates the action they take. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, I love. Oh, I'm sorry. Carry on. There's a little delay. Oh, I was. I was just gonna say, you know, it's like, you know, even I was trying to figure out my message, and I sat down with a marketing. You know, yeah. I, I've got that engineering mind. I'm intuitive, but I can't really put to words what I do. Yeah. And I sat down with a marketing girl this week just so she could listen to me and and figure out what it is I do and. It, what I found out is I'm taking high performing people. I've got athletes, I've got pro golfers, I've got high executives, business owners that are successful, but there's this, this feeling of unfulfillment. Like you said, mm-hmm. I'm going through life in somebody else's skin. Yeah. And, and I've got these people that have achieved in certain areas. And what we're looking at is, well, what path did you take? Was it yours or somebody else's? And like you said, we just reframe the successes they have and figure out what successes do you still want to achieve and we make it possible. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's just reprogramming the unconscious, looking at who, what, when, where, and why, and then picking yeah. a new direction. And you know what? It's that, that beautiful old coach, probably the first question you ever learn to ask as a coach. 
what's stopping you? And actually, when you ask somebody that question, what's stopping you, if they're really going to be honest, if they got to a place in life where they're prepared to be honest and, and look at themselves for what's and all, they'll come to the same conclusion. Me, nothing else. Yeah. Me. It's but the good news is, that means you control it. That means you can change it. If you don't like it, change yeah. it. So yeah. it's, it's good news when you boil it all, all day. I'm curious. I need to ask you a question, though, if that's okay. Yeah. I'm conscious of time. Perfect. So um, I'll try and get to the point as quickly as I can. But I'm fascinated about your kind of progression through consulting into coaching. And I'm beginning to get the kind of, the kind of vibe from you that it, that it was more of a gut instinct thing that pulled you into coaching. But an awful lot of people struggle to differentiate in their mind between coaching and consulting. And clearly for you, apart from the way that you might... Um, stagger the payments or charge by the hour or, or whatever it might be. I'm talking from a perspective of, of kind of what it means to you and what, and, and what it represents to you. Can you speak to what that is for you and, and why you kind of, rather than going out there purely as a consultant, which wasn't your background, you decided to morph more into kind of like a coaching approach to everything you're doing? Yeah, it, it was kind of like what I was just talking about. Is, is as I learned through, I went these programs and I was being recruited by these companies that I went through for my own personal development. I was just there for me, my personal development. I had the one company that wanted me to bring wanted to bring me back after their advanced course to start coaching because I had that intuition, I had that deep empathy. You know, I I was gifted with a lot of internal struggles. You know, struggles with my family, struggles with education. And on the journey, what I was taught to finally discover is that every answer I've ever needed has been inside of me. The person that was blocking me from seeing the answer was myself. And, but, but being able to go through that and identify that, I can meet my clients right where they are, and I can see and feel that internal struggle. They know the answers. It's right in front of their face. And it takes me, like you said, with the right question asking, with the right empathy, with the right support, you know, I can help them discover the answers that are right in front of them. Yeah. You know, consulting is, I'm telling you what to do. Coaching is, I'm helping you facilitate and find out what you need for you because you've got the answer already inside of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, is, is with a lot of the struggles and growth I've, I've endured, it allows me to meet those clients and, and kind of witness. It's like, oh, I've been there. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't lived their life, but at least I can take my experiences and ask the right questions that I had to ask myself for that person. That's, that's beautiful. I, I agree with you. That, that is the common kind of, that's the real big divide between coaching and consulting is that you're talking about the fact that it's the client's agenda. The client actually does know the answers. They're either unwilling to look at it or they just can't see the wood for the trees and they need to be, they need to be brought out these answers with the correct type of question. Now myself, I'll be honest with you. I do, go borderline consultative with my stuff sometimes because mm -hmm. I find that occasionally you'll get a client who's really stuck and, and they're kind of on the verge, but they just can't quite get over there. And then I'll ask permission to give them my opinion if they want it on what they might consider doing. Um, yeah. and I think when it's, but the difference is where it comes from. It comes from right. here. Comes from a human stroke spiritual connection rather than that kind of just purely, it's like a, business foundation to the relationship. And, and I think yeah. that's what I love about it so much. There's a lot more, I think warmth is the way I want to put it. There's a lot more warmth yeah. 
in the relationship. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it gets really personal. Yeah. You know, like when we dig in, I've had a couple of business owners that I, I was able to uncover some events that occurred to them at six, seven years old, mm -hmm. right? Here they are, 50, 60, managing a multi-million dollar business, not realizing that that one particular event was preventing them to take specific action on the goal they wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. And just, so it, yeah, it does have to be warm and personal. We do have to tap into that one event and then we just remove that emotion. With NLP techniques, we don't remove the stories, right? We remove the emotion we attach to it so that we don't bring that up when we're ready to take that next step. You know, his, his agenda, his situation there was, if I, if I show up big, I can make a big mistake and I'll be a laughing stock. So, I mean, you could imagine a guy managing multi-million dollars of real estate property, you know, even though he's become very successful, a lot of his decisions were fear of being a laughing stock. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not believing that he was capable. Right. I've got another client right now that wants to sell his business for $3 million in two years. Now, I've never done that. So I can't consult on what it takes to sell a business for $3 million. Exactly. What I can do is help him get through the mental blocks of what it's going to take for him to see that that's possible. Right. So mimicking and mirroring. Okay. Who do you know that's done it? You know, what, what's his story? What's his agenda? Why do you want to sell for $3 million? What, what would it do for your life? What would, what would happen if you didn't do it? You know, so it's, it's a lot of those questions of really getting that coaching perspective, yeah. but yeah, consulting hat turns on. I've been on this earth 48 years. So I've, <laughs> I've bought properties, I've been in business, yeah. I've, you know, so I've got a lot of on the job training that I think is beneficial that I can bring to my clients in certain specific areas. But a lot of it is just breaking through that unconscious belief and, and being able to have the tools to reprogram. No, I love it. It's, it's, yeah, it really is. It's all about finding the why, behind the why, behind the why, behind the why, as far back as you need to go, isn't it? And it's, it's funny what you end up with. In some ways, that's part of the joy of coaching for me, is that journey of discovery, not just for them, but for you as well. Yeah. It's, it's a win-win. It's a payoff on both sides. Um, oh. it's, it's terrific, yeah. Yeah, I joke about it. It's, it's a very selfish you know, I, I, I'm authentically honest about this. My job is very selfish because I'm continuing to be curious and I continually want to grow and no faster way than meet these business owners that are movers and shakers all around the world because yeah. I'm getting exposure to things I never thought were possible. So I'm getting to, to vibe off their energy, help them see their stuckness, which helps me reflect personally on like, well, where am I stuck like him? Because we attract like-minded people, right? Yeah. So all of our clients, there's a mere reflection of ourselves and our clients. Absolutely. And yeah. and the selfish fact is I get to learn from them as much as I'm helping them learn from themselves. And yeah. it's, it's an amazing journey. Yeah, incredible. It's, it's something you do for nothing and yet you get paid, which is incredible. So <laughs> it's a lovely way to earn your money, isn't it? It's, it is. It is. Yeah, I remember my father saying uh, that to me before... Uh, before I started to become successful in the music industry, he said, if you're, he said, now that you're doing what you love, he said, you are one of a very tiny percentage of people on the face of this planet that are lucky enough to do what they love um, for a living. And, um, and now I do again. And, and I'm, I'm really thankful for that. And so, so do you. There's something that I want to, now I'm conscious of wrapping up because we've gone long because I've been really enjoying this, but I need to try and be conscious of your time and get this wrapped up. So, there's one quick question that I want to ask you, and then I want to ask you for some details. So if anybody out there wants to get more details from you and contact you, they can. But um, Perfect. yeah, 
Re really, I just want to, to, to know for all the coaches out there that might be watching this, if, if you could give them some advice, because I've, I've looked at what you've been talking about, and there, there are really two approaches to, um, to coaching. And a lot of people out there right now are saying niche, 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 right? And quite clearly, from talking to you, you do not niche by industry but it appears to me that you niche by competency. So in other words, you can work with anybody because your niche is what you do, your skill set. And Correct. I love that because that works great and that's exactly what I love to do as well. I would love if you could just give some advice to anybody who's stuck on the fence, confused with all this advice about niching, and, and they, but they're as passionate as you and I about what they do. What's the one big takeaway? the one big thing you could give them to go and make a difference in their business start tomorrow? Man, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, cause I, I'm still asking myself that question every day, <laughs> right? Cause I, I haven't niche and I, my, the, the marketing girl that I'm working with right now is, is helped me understand that my niche is that high performer. So the, the niche, I guess is typically is what I, you know, learned just coming back from NLP was it's a direct reflection of ourselves. So I really had to look at who am I? What problems have I resolved? What issues have I gone through? Where has been my major growth? And recognizing that my perfect client is two steps behind me. Yeah. Love it. Right? So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was really looking inward, figuring out the, the, the issues that I grew, th grew through, and then who, where would that person be right now in life that could, that, that's looking for me right now? I mean, because that's, I mean, ultimately, we're all connected through energy. And I know there's someone looking for me that for my help, that wants to experience the growth that I've experienced, they're, they're looking for me right now. And then, you know, just getting through my crap, you know, am I, you know, my thing being dyslexic, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? That was always my story. And then it's like, when you sit back from an outsider looking in and they can lift off all my accomplishments, I'm like, but I've played them down, right? So it's removing the personal judgments, really looking at yourself as a rock star and that there's someone right behind you that needs your help right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that answered your question. It wasn't a direct answer, but, but it, yeah, it's just uh, very eloquently put. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. There was, there, there was some nuggets in that. And the big thing is just jumping. If, mm -hmm. if you don't jump, you'll never know. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, that just put a picture in my mind. I went out to Lake Tahoe with my kids a couple of years ago and my, my youngest kid, female she raced bmx and won state nationals at 10 years old in the boys division yeah but we're out in tahoe so she's the one that's not really scared we're on this 30 foot cliff to jump into the lake and the water's cold as heck and i'm like i'm prepping her my other daughter's freaking out i turn around and she's gone she just jumped <laughs> i was like well i'm i jumped in after her, right because i just want to make sure she gets back so that that's kind of like the story of my life every time i've hit that crossroads i just kind of close my eyes and jump and just if, if you feel it in you, you, you got to just, you got to fulfill that internal need. You got to do it. So say you've got to, you've got to take the first step in faith sometimes. You might not necessarily yeah. see the whole journey mapped out in front of you. Just the first step in faith. Dave, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. It really, this is awesome. I've got, I've really got a gut feeling right now. This is the beginning of a long friendship. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing many more of these calls and getting to know you much better as the, as the years unfold and we get grayer. Um, yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Listen, I, I want to, before we wrap up, I want to be able to give out some information. So anybody Perfect. wants to hook into you to find out more information can do. Could you, could you give us that? 
Yeah, so um, I can be reached at davegoodall.com um, or dave at davegoodall.com is my email. Um, a lot of people are wondering if I keep talking about the unconscious. I do have an assessment called the Energy Leadership Index. It was one of the top 10 on Forbes magazine. We basically break down to identify where your unconscious programming is. So we do work on a lot of leadership facilitation. So we can really recognize how you're showing up and identify how your team members. There's a big push right now with team culture, being able to communicate it properly to increase production because we can't be hiring hundreds of people. So we got to be efficient with what we have. So yeah, so anybody that's interested in going through one of those assessments, they can reach me at dave at davegoodall.com. If you want more information about the ELI, it's on my website at davegoodall.com. Great, man. Thank you for that. We'll put the links on the video as well, so it'll be nice and clear for everybody. Once again, Dave, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'd love to check in in about six months and do this again and see how we're going. Perfect, yeah. Love it. Um, love it. Yeah, just... Big love, mate. Thank you so much and <laughs> continued success. Love to you, man. Speak soon. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye.